and welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. It's time for our fourth wildcard round preview episode, and this time it's a turn of the Packers travelling to the Dallas Cowboys. I am, as ever, your host, Andy, and this week I'm joined by two friends. Uh, first of all, in the blue and white corner, the second seed with us today is Dallas Cowboys fan Scott McCabe. Scott, how are you? Great. I like that intro, the blue, the blue and white in the corner, like like I'm back going to a boxing fight or something like that. Um, no, I'm really, really good. Um, get to see my Cowboys in the playoffs this year, this year, which is brilliant, and uh, have a lot of faith in them too. So, uh, yeah, couldn't be better right now, Andy. And in the green and yellow corner, we've got Packers fan Ash. Ash, how are you? I am fantastic. For a team that weren't even meant to have a sniff of the playoffs at all, here we are, no fear, Packers. I mean, I've like Scott, our, our matchup's going to be awesome. Less oh, like, you know, at least it's going to be great. And for me, as an NFL fan anyway, I love close playoff games. I've, you know, I don't want a one-sided game, really. I love kind of like a gritty one that's going to kind of go down in history. And this one has all the elements of that. Absolutely. I think... I think weekend games, I think certainly this game and probably Lions, Rams is probably the two that stand out for me. Uh, I think Browns, Texans have a little bit of unique edge because it is two fairly even teams and two quite unique stories. Rookie quarterback against Joe Flacco, who's you know, come back from the dead seemingly in his career to do this. So, yeah, this game should be a cracker. Of course, it is the second lot of three games on the Sunday. Uh, and, yeah, it's in Dallas, of course, due to Dallas's uh, seeding. Um, Scott, just... How much confident are you that you're playing this game at home rather than on the road? Because your record, a bit like the Dolphins, but your record at home is so different to your record on the road. Look, when, Andy, whenever we play in Jerry World, as, as we like to call it, us Cowboys fans, it, it makes a huge difference because we just play with a different aura about us and it's it's belief and you can see it in the team. Now, saying that, <laughs> the last time that we were playing the Packers and it was Mr. Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, um, it did make a difference that we were at home and he still did his third and 20 spectacular pass along the sideline and knocked us out. So sometimes the home advantage doesn't make a difference. But um, in this one, I think it will. And and with all the factors around it, there, there's so many talking points about this game, which I'm sure we'll touch on. But before we, we kind of, before I harp on about the Cowboys I don't want to take away from the Packers and I want to give a lot of credit to that Packers team because what they've done this year is nothing short of exquisite um, especially with that receiving core I mean let's I'll, I'll be honest myself I didn't think of Dontavian Wicks I would be mentioning it at this part of the year or Jaden Reed, and yet these guys have really shown up and, and they've They've drafted well, the Packers, and it's shown. Um, and the one-two punch of Aaron Jones and, and AJ Dillon as well. And can I give a special shout-out to Dan Whelan, the Irish punter oh. uh, for the Packers? Um, have to shout him out. for First Irish man in, in about over 32 years, I think it is, to play in the NFL. Um, and I can't, I don't even know when the last time we had an Irish man in the playoffs. So part of me is really rooting for, for himself and the Packers in that sense. And it's great to see. But um, look, a lot of... A lot of credit to this Packers team and what they've done this year. And I'll, I'll hand it over to Ash to, to talk about her Packers, I suppose. But uh, I do want to just mention that I, I, I respect what they've done this year. Yeah, yeah I mean... Sorry, carry on. So it's going to be like, yeah, Packers have done fantastic. Thanks for bigging them up, Scott. <laughs> um, I, listen, just so I want to touch on it as well, obviously, having an Irish player on your team is one thing. Having them in the playoffs, I mean, I've got family over in Dublin and stuff who are kind of now getting into it because, like, it's becoming 
more like more newsworthy and it's in the news a little bit more and what's great though as fans is like and fans outside of america i mean of an nfl like of the nfl all it takes is one little nugget like this for the game to grow even further and to get new fans in so this is like this is why i love the playoffs even more because stuff like this comes out and it's just beautiful to see so yeah this is exactly why I am dying for Welshman to come into the NFL. I mean, how great would that be, you know, to have... I don't think Wales... I think Wales is probably, I would say probably the least of the four countries in the UK, the least NFL crazy, I'd say. I think certainly, I could mm. be wrong, but I feel like I've seen a lot more mm. Scottish NFL fans, Irish NFL fans, and obviously English fans. So it would be great if that happened one day, someone who was, you know, someone from down the road from me, or maybe someone from Cardiff or North Wales. I think that would be fantastic. But... um course of the Packers Ash of course I learned actually from your own social media the fact that you are the youngest ever team to make a playoffs I mean you mentioned at the start of the episode I mean no one not even myself would have had the Packers making the playoffs um to, to do it with um you know a bit on the, on the last game of the season but nevertheless beating the Bears must have been such a sweet feeling to beat the Bears and make the playoffs as well especially after what happened last year against the Lions yeah and listen like that Bears team like the best team weren't a bad team. They ended their season so much better. Um, and since week one, both the Bears and the Packers have evolved so much. So for any Packer fan to have said going into that Bears game was locked up easy. Packers were going to make the playoffs. You were kidding yourself. Sorry, but that just was never going to happen. Um, where has this Packers team, though, been all season? Things were just going great. And in that Packers-Bears game as well, I think it got... Oh my God, it was so late as well. My brain was all over the place. I think it got maybe to the third quarter before a single flag in that game was thrown, mm. which, and somebody might need to quote me on this or, you know, the internet sleuths go and find out. That might have been the longest it had taken for a flag to be thrown in NFL history or it was creeping on the door, like knocking on the door or something like that. Um, but... I will give a shout out to my Packers fans. They travel well and they travel in style. Of course, this is going to be a Cowboys home game. Um, we know that Jerry Jones does not like giving up a home game to any international game even either. The most he'll do is maybe Mexico City and that's it or a preseason game. Um, but I know that these Packers fans are going to turn out. So, I mean, in terms of noise in that stadium, I think it's going to be loud. Um, but just expect to see a ton of green and yellow supporting supporting a team that I think is just going to have fun at the end of the day. Um, you know, they don't have the pressure maybe that like, you know, the Ravens do or the 49ers will do coming in because, you know, the expectations for them have been so high anyway. Um, you know, I think we're going to see maybe a slightly different Packers team that has elements of the Packers 2011 team um, just kind of written all over it. Um, so, you know, Sammy's game, it, like the more I chat about it, the more exciting it is. Um, even though I'm going to be like a nervous wreck come 9.25, <laughs> I'm not going to know what to do with myself. <laughs> well, you mentioned pressure. It's, almost, it's also almost, almost different for you as well because in years gone by, you know, you go into the season as one of the favourites. I mean, when you had Rodgers there, you know, back-to-back MVP seasons, you know, it's almost seen as the wildcard round is almost a given. Whereas on the flip side now, you go into these playoffs as almost a team that no one thought would be there. So does almost make it easier to watch? Because obviously, I imagine for you watching the Packers with Aaron Rodgers there when you're the one seed or the two seed thinking, right, if we don't make the AFC Championship game, it's a bad season. Whereas now, 
it's already a good season, not just making the playoffs. So yeah. it just must it just must be a complete flip one eighty from your fandom from being going from that to then what it is now. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, there have been a few games and stuff this season that we've lost, which I know we shouldn't have lost, even with kind of rookie wide receivers, even rookies on defense and stuff as well. Um, but I mean Seeing Jordan Love thrive, yes, I did go into the start of this season. I was unsure about him. I mean, anybody would be. He hasn't been a QB1 starter in all of his three years sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, you know, going in, not knowing kind of what to expect, then seeing some injuries. Obviously, Aaron Jones goes out for weeks. Um, AJ Dillon has been a little bit better towards the end of the season, but even he had a bit of a stinker moment and stuff halfway through. And, I, you know, in my head, I'm just like, well, some of these contracts are coming up. Who are the Packers going to get rid of? Um, as a fan, to not kind of have that just mental pressure of watching and just being like, ah, oh, well, you know what? This season is meant to be kind of a rebuild, start from scratch again with the youngest team in the NFL kind of thing. Um, you know, I think has been a little bit, rewarding because I've been able to enjoy Sunday nights that little bit more without putting too much strain and pressure on myself. And that's what the NFL does to us. I mean, we can all say like, we get so unbelievably stressed. I like, I think two years ago when we lost to the Niners, I cried. Who cries watching a sports game? I mean, it's nuts. It was the first time it ever happened. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> like I've given my heart and soul to this game. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's special though, isn't it? So um, but yeah, not having that pressure has been beautiful. Well, we talk about pressure, and of course, <laughs> when it comes to your end, Scott, I mean, yeah, every year, seemingly your year for the Cowboys, every year you think it's a good year. But if you can win this game, the likelihood is you're going to be playing most likely either potentially the Bucks win their game, you'll play the Bucks. So there's a real chance, I think, this year, especially with the Eagles already beating them to the division. If you do, if they do beat the Bucks and you play them in the in the next or something like that, I think this year the, the stars seem to align towards um, potential NFC title game. If the Eagles do lose to the Bucks, especially, there's a lot of they hope that this could be the year that you finally end with 25 years without a title game in the NFC. Uh, do you think this year, if you beat the Packers this weekend, could be the year that you actually do make it to you know at least two playoff wins? I mean, I'm, I'm always going to be optimistic with your team. I think you have to, being a fan. It's just what, what we do in the fan kind of rule book. Um, but when you're America's team, like like even being coined America's team, there's always that added amount of pressure on you. And it doesn't matter if Dak Prescott goes out and plays like Patrick Mahomes, which I'm, I've said earlier on throughout the week that I, I truly believe he is an MVP candidate and should be up there in the list because he has performed extremely well this season and has, has put on statistically one of his best seasons as a cowboy. But you're always going to have that pressure. And that is the huge, huge advantage that the Packers have in this one is the Packers have no pressure on them. No one expected them to really get this far. Whereas the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy knows his job could potentially be on the line here because with the roster that he has and with the way this team is playing, especially with our defensive coordinators like Dan Quinn, who's now getting, you know, call-ups to, to do uh, head coach interviews. Like, the pieces are all there, essentially. So anything short of an NFC championship isn't good enough in Jerry's eyes, and it's not good in a lot of the fans' eyes. For me, I'd like us to take it game, game by game, and I think that's what we have to do. Like you said there, the path this year does look a little easier than it might have looked in other years due to injuries and all other sorts. But I want to take it game by game, and I, we cannot let ourselves get ahead of ourselves because the Packers 
can easily sucker punch you. And they, they've they done that throughout the year uh, games this season. They've done it to teams that they've won against that they probably shouldn't have won against. Um, So I am, there is that part of me that's pretty worried about how this Cowboys team is prepared mentally. But I do like what Mike McCarthy came out and said during the week. And he said, the drama of this game, I'm sure you guys, the press will love it, but I will not participate in it this year. It's playoff time. It doesn't matter who we play, to be honest with you. We just need to play our best football. That's the kind of wording that I want to be hearing from my head coach. And that's what he's saying. So, that does fill me with a bit of confidence, but you can never be too confident in the playoffs because anything can happen, especially for some reason when it comes to the Packers and the Cowboys. Am I right, Ash? I don't know what it is about it. I mean, it's beautiful, isn't it? Um, oh, it's like it is cold, so I'm like getting a bit chilly and stuff anyway at the moment at <laughs> night here. But like this game just has elements of just a touch of beauty, touch of class. And I think like give it a couple of years, we'll be looking back and we're talking about this game and stuff again. Um, and what I quite like about this game too, I mean, you've got other games on the slate this weekend, which are proven to be, I'm like flip-flopping on quite a lot of them. But for this one in particular, I'm not flipping on the flat. I'm not flip-flopping on the fact that I think we're going to see some really big plays, which I love. I think running game, I think that's going to be absolutely beautiful. I mean, Tony Pollard, Aaron Jones, um, you know, you've got some great players on each side of the ball here. Um, and so, you know, it's it's kind of exciting, really exciting to see. What I will say, though, is obviously for the Cowboys, looking at their defense, absolutely fantastic. Um, and, you know, the O-line and stuff as well, who are protecting Dak Prescott, have done a phenomenal job. So if the Packers need to do, like the Packers need to do a, a few things, but one of them, if they do want to go into Dallas and get the dub here, they need to put pressure on Dak Prescott. Get him out of his comfort zone. Get him to throw the ball a bit too quickly. Take, you know, an extra couple of seconds out of the pocket and stuff. Then cause a mistake. Get the sack in. And then get him to unravel a little bit like that. If our And our defense has shown elements of that this year. But consistently, even as a Packer fan myself, I can say absolutely not. But... Anything can happen in the playoffs. All we need is just at least two and a bit quarters of getting that pressure on Dak Prescott and something can just unravel. Yeah, I think that we mentioned this in the Bills episode, um, the fact that the one thing holding them back is probably that mental block, the fact that they haven't won a Super Bowl in their career, the four Super Bowl losses they wrote, always seems to hang over their head. And we said about McDermott's record being five and six in the playoff for the head coach. And looking at Dak Prescott, um, I mean, his record is, you know, two and four in the playoffs. So he hasn't had the best of playoff runs and, you know, not always been down to him, but there's been games in recent years. You look at the, the Niners loss where, you know, it was, um, you know, not getting it down in time before the clock went out. And I think there's been a lot of, in recent years, a lot of mistakes that shouldn't have really happened. You look at Zeke Elliott snapping the ball at centre last year and there, um, which ended up being his last play as a Cowboy. And there's been a lot in recent years, a lot of... Um, that really could have been avoided from the Cowboys. I think that you can put, you can pin on that, you can pin it on Mike McCarthy, you can pin it on the, maybe the defense mm-hmm. at times, but there's been a lot of maybe individual mistakes there. So is that almost a thing that's maybe until you do win a couple of games in the playoff run, that maybe will hold you back. The fact that it's just that, that mental block that, you know, all the talent in the world on the field, but off the field mentally, is that potentially something that you think could trip the Dallas Cowboys up some other mistake this year that they could, they, they could have avoided in a game. Absolutely. Self-inflicted wounds. I think if, if we lose this game, 
I, I don't believe it's because I, I, I'm not going to blame our roster or I'm not going to blame our coaching. I'm going to blame us and the, the issues that we make on the field. We need to be cautious of flags as well. That could be a huge part of this game, pass interference, whatever it might be. They're going to be the reasons that the Packers win this win this game. Um, And from it, I know Ash was saying what the Packers need to do to the Cowboys in particular, what they need to do to Dak Prescott and put him under pressure. What I want to see from this Cowboys defense is to put Jordan Love under a lot of pressure. So this is his first playoff game that he started. So like, let's see what he's made of and let, let's really yeah. get at him. Micah Parsons, get in his face, get aggressive, make him uneasy. Don't give him that safety blanket of Aaron Jones. And I think if this part gets out of the traps early and they start scoring pretty quickly, I'm going to be pretty nervous because that brings the run game into it for them. Whereas if Cowboys go, say, 10 points up in the first quarter or something like that, and it's 10-3 or something like that, and we have that lead, he's got to... And that's the situation I think the Cowboys need to be in to be comfortable in this game. But absolutely, to, to your point, Andy, I think we, we the Cowboys have this kind of hump when we get to the playoffs. And it's just a case of can we get over that that playoff hump of, oh, being one and done or, oh, yeah, you're good, but wait till you meet the 49ers. And that that is constantly amongst Cowboys fans is what we hear. And I think the players owe it to the fans, but... It's it's more than that. Like the Cowboys team is good enough to make a really deep playoff run, and there's belief, um, and there should be because we're top five in statistical in a lot of statistical stats, um, and when we've got a leader like we do with Dak Prescott, a one thousand yard running back in Tony Pollard, and a one thousand yard receiver in Ceedee Lamb, who I think is arguably a top three receiver in the NFL this season. So the pieces are there, um, the coaching is there, and we're in our home turf. So. There's a lot of positives and reasons why we should win this game. Will we do it? Yes, I want to say, but we'll have to wait till Sunday, I suppose. Now, Ash, so what I want to ask you about is um, Tucker Craft, because I think in this game, you know, when you look at the likes of Micah Parsons, it's going to be likely dealing with you know, the likes of Aaron Jones or AJ did, and you look at the likes of Darren Bland, maybe Trevon Diggs could have a day against you, the likes of... Um, you know, Jaron Reed and Robio Dobbs and Wicks and all that. So do you think maybe somewhat we talk about the whole phrase, a rookie quarterback's best friend is a tight end? And I think Tucker Craft for me, someone I was high on pre, uh, pre-draft pre and I was, um, what I wanted in Miami never happened. But um, he's slowly coming into his own. I mean, he took a while to get going in the NFL. But looking at his stats since December, um, you know, 64 yards against the Giants in the 12th. He had 60 yards against the Panthers in Christmas Eve. He had a touchdown reception against Buccaneers. So he seems to be, I think, more and more getting comfortable in this offense. And I think that, do you think someone like him could be the guy that steals the show maybe more than the the main sort of headline makers on offense? Yeah, I'm just quickly trying to get up a stat if I can. Um, Musgrave is back. Um, so we've got both our tight ends now. But don't get me wrong, Tucker Craft has been absolutely fantastic. What has been nice about this Packers team is if one player has gone down, somebody else has magically just come in, taken their place and gotten the job done. Tucker Craft is a great tight end because the way he blocks as well, I think is really important. Um, I mean, for new fans, especially getting into the NFL, tight ends are not always there to catch the ball. They have a dual role. They also need to be blockers quite heavily as well. Um, So sometimes, obviously, if you're looking at a guy like Travis Kelsey and if somebody says, oh, he didn't score a touchdown today, blah, 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 he's doing other things like on the field too. Um, So I think what has been quite nice though to see with Jordan Love is that he's not really reliant on one wide receiver he's not relying actually just on the one tight end we now have a fair few people that we can get and select from which has been quite nice 
got to throw Bo Melton into the mix and stuff as well. Um, I mean, people have just been kind of crawling out of the woodworks um, and kind of being delightful to watch. Because um, obviously, I think Christian Watson is still questionable. If he doesn't play on Sunday no big deal. It's fine. Do you know what I mean? Um, whereas, I don't know, I mean, imagine if C.D. Lamb gets an injury and goes out. I mean, what is, I mean, Scott, like, what's the rest of your wide receiver and tight end room? Like, have you got an abundance of people that can happily step in and step up to his plate or no? I don't think anyone right now can reach the level of quality that C.D. Lamb's playing at. Um, this mm. season in particular, he has just really made his mark as yeah. wide receiver one, but elite. And he's got to that elite tier. But let's not forget Brandon Cooks, the year he's having. He's yeah. He's been very, very consistent with us this year. And I've been really impressed with what he's seen. And sometimes if C.D.'s not open, Brandon Cooks seems to be the next guy that Dak's looking at. If Brandon Cooks covered, it looks like it's going to be Michael Gallup. And Gallup has been, there is a bit of a fall off from Gallup two years ago, but He's an experienced wide receiver, and that's what you kind of lean on. And then in the tight end group, I think no one's done better than us right for us this year, I suppose, than Jake Ferguson. Been really impressed what I've seen from him this year um, and the plays he made. And he's, he's so big, but yet he's hurdling players and stuff like that. So I wouldn't feel like it, it all rests on CeeDee Lamb, but I definitely feel that um, losing him, of course, would be would be a huge blow. But I think the weapons are there for Dak to, to take his time and, and select his targets carefully because yeah. he does have that plethora, I suppose, of uh, of great great weapons um, at his disposal. But credit to, to the Packers, yeah, because at the start of the year, it was like Christian Watson, he's going to be the number one receiver. That's what we were kind of thinking, maybe. Um, And then suddenly it's Jaden Reed or it's Wicks or it's Dobbs or it, it's, it, it can be, and it, that makes a cornerback, a cornerback's job a nightmare. And I know Stefan Gilmore, he locked up AJ Brown because that was an easy wide receiver one for him to lock up. I don't really know who to lock up. Whose game is it going to be? You know, it's a toss of a coin. So that's a big advantage the Packers have in this one too, Ash, is that there is on that offense, it's not like we need to double man him because it could be anyone. Um, yeah. And that's really hard for, for Dan Quinn. He's got to figure that one out. Yeah, that is the beauty of it. I think that's why I found it this year really hard to um, take Packers receivers in fantasy leagues because you just don't know each week who's going to get the majority of reps. Each week it seems to be someone different and, there was another team, I think, as well, that did that, and I can't think who it is now. But, uh, yeah, so I think that goes to show the strength of this Packers team. And I've loved watching, particularly Jaden Reed. I think, this season. He's been, I think, you know, I've always been my, my favourite wide receiver of all time with Donald Driver. And I think that oh. Jaden Reed, I think, could be another Donald Driver. You never know. He could be another another Packers legend. Uh, we are short on time than normal today, but we will quickly go through our predictions. Um, so, Ash will go to you first. Um Who's going to win the game? What's the score going to be? Oh, we've got to go for a score as well. Mm-mm-mm. Let's, I mean, obviously, it's going to be a Packers win. Um, of <laughs> score, this is, okay, score. I mean, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be high scoring. I will say that. This is definitely does not have the hallmarks of like a 13-10 game or any 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 BS like that. Um, let's go for a juicy 31 27 like I think it I think this can be close which will oh I'm not gonna know what to do with myself 31 27 Packers oh okay and now Scott over to you for your prediction I'm gonna go 33 um give me 33 27 Cowboys Oh, okay. No overtime. No <laughs> overtime. I'm going to put in a, that kind of a couple field goals there because I think we'll lean on Brandon Aubrey, our kicker, a lot because he's been great for us this season. So I'm expecting us to to kind of get the points that way as, that way as well. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be a tight one. 
like Ash said, I think it's going to be high scoring and oh, I hope the Cowboys get out to an early lead. That's all. What's the say, weather cause... like? Do, do we know just quickly? What's the weather like in Dallas? Yeah, yeah, but it's it's AT and T Stadium, so Jerry World, so we're indoors, so we should be okay on the after if like um so it's the end of a long week, Scott. Oh, it is, but having said that, sometimes <laughs> it doesn't even matter, Ash, because the timing can make a huge difference because of the sunlight and the reflection that, that comes in at um and that's been an issue for the Cowboys before, is that the sun ah. literally shines in at their visors. So I want to check the timings on that too to make sure the sun's not setting when that's game on. Because that that's is huge. interesting. Um, for the team that's driving, it's nearly impossible to drive. When the I think it's a four twenty-five Eastern time kickoff, though. But obviously, yeah. that um, we're further over. Yeah, I think. I, yeah. I think you'll be fine. Yeah, hopefully we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, for me now, I'm the neutral on this podcast, so I have probably the most interesting decision here. Now. Who do I think is going to win? Now, if the Packers were at home, I would say them. Without doubt, I think the Cowboys have some sort of playoff um, sort of mental block. But I do think the fact you're at home, I think ultimately it, it may just be, yeah, a, maybe a learning curve for Jordan Love. I don't know. I do think they win by 10. Whoever wins this game, I've got this feeling Ooh. it'll be something like a 34-24 or maybe a 24-14 sort of game. So I'm going to go for 34-24 and to the Cowboys. I just think the fact they're at home and they're so good at home as well. Well, I think they are one of the best teams, specifically at home, then the rest of the league. I think the 49ers, you could argue, but I think the Cowboys, to me, are one of the strongest teams for home advantage. So I'm going to give them the win. But I would, again, I wouldn't be shocked. I There was, there was a, um, a tweet out recently about which quarterback out of these four was most likely to win their first playoff game. It was Tua, Stroud, Love, and then someone else. And I, I put Love Manser because I thought that the Cowboys, I think the Packers have got a lot of better chance of winning this game than people are giving them credit for. But I do still think the Cowboys are going to win the game. But I... Um, I'm pretty much a neutral. I think there's other games now. I'm definitely cheering on the Steelers over the Bills, obviously Dolphins over Chiefs. But for me, I like both teams. So for me, it's really is just I just, I just want a good game. I just want it as a neutral. I just want it to be a cracking game, lots of points, lots of scoring, and yeah, a, a great watch. That should be a fun game. Um, but that is where we'll end it for today. So first of all, thank you again to Ash and Scott for coming on. Thanks for having us, Andy. Appreciate it. No, really thank you. Yeah. Always a pleasure, guys. And also, you hope to have one of you on next week. Whoever wins this game, <laughs> the run continues, and you'll be able to come <laughs> on next week to probably play, you'd think, the Niners, you would think, uh, I, I would guess, maybe the the Lions or, or something like that. Well, depends who wins this game, of course. But yeah, it could be anyone. So it should be a cracker mm-hmm. regardless. Uh, but yeah, Sorry, that, is, that is when we're in the podcast. And we'll see you guys for our next episode which will be the Rams against the Lions. See you then.